Welcome to the Talent Surgery. Um, this is our first video cast and podcast. Uh, so please be kind and um, bear with us. There may be a few uh, technical problems. We might we may forget the stuff to actually talk about. Um, but my name's Steve, um, and I am the talent acquisition director for a company called KBRW. Um, and this is my co-host Yasa. Hi everyone, my name is Yasser. I'm the VP of Talent at HelloFresh. Me and Steve got together to do this talent surgery for everyone. And we are joined here by... We are joined by Jatinda Bansal, who is someone that I know personally, being fully transparent. Um, and he is the wonderful global talent director for Funding Circle. You are global, right? I am. I'm not sure. I've never been described as wonderful and global in the same <laughs> sentence, but, but lovely to be, very, very to be here. Very happy to be here, guys. with me, yeah. <laughs> How's it going? Thank you so much for coming today. Good, good. Look, you know, good. Obviously, uh, up fresh and early for this and, uh, you know, coming out at like 6 a.m., pitch black, dark, almost blown away, but <laughs> lost my umbrella on the way and everything. But, you know, definitely excited to be here. You know, I think it's just, this is great what we're doing and... Uh, yeah, really, really keen to get stuck in. We love the commitment. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it. Especially our first guest. Yeah, why, why did we set this up, Yasser? What? Um, <laughs> well, it's a good question, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, what we, the main reason was we were kind of, I, I was, we were talking, right? And we yeah. were talking about how there's a lot of content out there, but sometimes you want things that are actually practical, get real advice on this is what's happened, this is what I did. And a lot of the stuff we see online is great, but it's not like a guide or a recipe. You see what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, very fresh. Yeah, words, very fresh. Bit of PR there. Bit of advertising. Yeah. Okay. We just need a hella fresh box here. <laughs> Someone wants to sponsor us. <laughs> but um, yeah, I agree. And I think you know, w w this is really all about having real, pe re real people um, with real problems and real solutions. Um, and we're going to be having a host of fantastic uh, speakers, and like you know, the, the lineup is going to be very different. I would say um, it's it's not going to be. Don't give them too much. Oh, okay, all right, you're right. Yeah, I won't say too much. But we do have Jah here, so we've got a question for you. Start off. Okay. A real difficult question. Do you have any kids? I have two kids. Do you? Yes, two kids. How old are they? Three and a half and one and a half. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Uh, this is going <laughs> to perfect. Okay. So imagine your kid is. Your three and a half year old is now five year old. Right, yeah. Explain to them in three sentences what you do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is very hard to do. Uh, I mean, look, I <clears throat> help people get their dream roles um, in the best way I can. It's probably the best way I could explain it. I think uh, we'll pass that one. That is yeah, a big thumbs yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. All right, I think. Well we done. Go, yeah. I'm going to try that pasta later on and see yeah. if it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and what have you enjoyed most in your career so far? How did you even get into it? You know, I, uh, I actually started off in a totally different space. You know, I was not in recruitment at all. I was doing, um, you know, financial products, selling, selling financial products for a few years. I uh, got pretty good at that. And then... Um, you know, a, f a few friends of mine were, were sort of moving into the industry, you know, recruitment industry. And back then it was very much like agency days. Um, I worked for S3 Group, you know, Huxley and, and, and um, kind of 
sort of got into it then. And after a few years of doing that, you know, the whole internal space started to blow up a little bit and companies started to take it, uh, you know, a lot more seriously, you know, yeah. um, how they're going to grow their brand, how they're going to grow their people. And so I kind of got curious. So, so when did you move to the dark side? Uh, it's not it. the dark. Come on now. <laughs> there's, plenty, there's plenty of light in it. I think we all know. That's we're on the. You know. <laughs> Where's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. So it's probably around like 2014. 2014. Um, nice. Yeah. I, I, uh, my first place was Capital One. Uh, you know, fantastic, you know, and really good experience. And, yeah, I used uh, to have those credit cards. Yeah, yeah. Day, yeah. Um, very high, very high APR. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't set the APR rate no, uh, for, for what it's worth. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, and uh, I think since then, look, you know, the industry's really rocketed, you know, and it's, uh, I, I just love, the best thing I love about it is that companies taking people and talent really, really seriously now. And um, it's become a really big part of decision making you know right, yeah. how companies can grow and yeah. that's probably what i love the most and it excites me the most uh, about what we all do you know uh, yeah because your your role right now you're currently at funding circle right uh, at funding circle do you want to explain what you do there yeah, sure. So um, for those who don't know, you know, and this is not an ad, but, um, you know, Funding Circle is it's the world's leading SME Logo funding platform. Logo is going across right now. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we're charging you for that. We, yeah. We've been going for about 10, 11 years, um, you know, operating in the US, UK. You know, we've got some 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 some, some footprint in, you know, Europe and, and uh, India and some, some, you know, so quite a footprint. And um, my role there really is, is evolved quite a bit. You know, I joined... Um, you know, a previous CTO joined in San Francisco, and my role there was to really partner with him and and head up tech hiring in a few locations. And now it's really changed a lot as the company's changed a lot. The, the team's tripled, quadrupled. Um, the company's gone multi-product. You know, we've really honed in on our technology space and and our commercial offerings. And the company has come to a real maturity point. So you imagine the journey. Everyone in the people team, you know, not mm. just talent, the whole function really has gone on that journey as well. You know, and helped that company grow in that way. So um, it's a scale-up or corporate, or what would you describe? How would you describe uh, it? You know, I'd, well, I'd love to do an internal survey company, on that. Right? No. We're publicly listed firm. You yeah, know, yeah, we yeah, IPO'd yeah. a few years back now. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you were there before and after, right? So I, I joined just post-IPO. Okay. I think this was when we were going to really sort of, you know, mature our scaling. Uh, okay, fine. Um, so you didn't see the company before the IPO? Didn't see it before. Um, I've heard a lot about it, uh, but uh, yeah, came just after. It's a golden window. Um, <laughs> so I got a question. Uh, just thinking back, like you've been there quite a while now. That's right. Yeah. And obviously, you've seen the company grow. You've helped the company grow. What, um, what, what is it right now about recruitment that you see different to when it was in 2014? Because we're going through a weird change right now. Yeah. In the last 12 months, we're seeing these oh, layoffs yeah, yeah, and. Yeah. Shouldn't maybe the L word. We shouldn't use that. No, let's be let's be real about <laughs> it. You know, I think like you know the layoffs is a is, is a big big obviously a very prominent thing right now. You know, we're seeing a lot of big big tech firms laying off. I think, yeah. I think it's important to 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 you know we are seeing a lot of headlines. It is mainly yeah. big tech, but if if we think about even before this, you know, look at COVID. Yeah. Look at the wind down of recruitment and then the aggressive spin up of recruitment after that. Now we may see a little wind down again. Who knows? Will companies be smarter at spinning up now? And maybe a bit less willing to let go of people in recruitment we don't we don't know um i think it's changed a lot though to your to your question you know 2014 was i mean still quite i think mature yeah, yeah? but i think now the whole people team and talent teams are so much more integrated you know so much more commercially involved with decisions location strategies i think third party partnerships yeah. you know yeah. processes you know everything's a lot more serious yeah i right. think I think you're right, by the way. That's a very good point, what you said about, you know, TA, TA has evolved 
a lot, yeah. especially at that commercial level. So we're getting much more involved in that workforce planning element, you know, um, to know what is a right, you know, what is the right, when is the right time to hire? What is, you know, what should we be hiring long term? Um, but really kind of getting deep into those decisions with, with the CFO and with the CEO, which is, which is great. I mean, it's a fantastic skill. Do you think that it's like the sustainable recruitment world? Like we don't have, it's been like hyper growth, hyper growth, hyper growth. Mm. And now suddenly it's like, well, maybe we should have been a bit more slower, responsible, mm. more sustainable, not hire, mass hiring and then mass layoffs. It's a balance though, because I think the, tri the tricky bit is, is from, my, from what I've seen is that when you take an investment, you're, you're promising to grow. Yeah. Right? You take that yeah. money and we can say free money or whatever money, but it, you're taking the money and you have to grow. But then there's there's always that risk of growing too quickly, growing too fast, mm, hiring too yeah, many yeah. people, um, you know, expanding in new markets, and yeah. and so that it's do you take that risk and then hope it pays off, or do you go really slow yeah. and follow the market, look at the trends that are yeah. happening? It's it's tricky. What's happening in your I world? I think I think you know. I mean, the way growth was measured before, you know, look at some of the giants, you know, in the fintech space, you know, I won't mention, you know. But massive valuations, you know, they've come crumbling down at a point where growth, the, the definition of growth is, is obviously changed. Yeah. You know? And yeah, yeah. if you think about funding uh, being linked to revenue goals now versus heads, yeah. you know, how many how many smart minds are you bringing to build a product? You know, they, they want to see you're going to run off 15 quarters without new funding versus yeah. six quarters. So I think the whole space is changing. Yeah. I think it will have an impact to the way talent functions run. You know, it'll be more tactical hiring more yeah. strategic hiring, more leaner hiring. And I think it'll be, you know, when companies are going to invest in, in hiring some, some people, you know, they, they want the best, you know, want real A players. So and give us an insight into what your plan, because this is about what we want to get real practical advice, sure, right? Yeah. So given the current scenario, given the growth plans, how would you describe your current growth plans and then what your, what your plans are? Because I'm sure the audience here would love to hear how you're dealing with it. Yeah, you know, so... Um, this is definitely not a, a, you know, this is definitely like a moment to pause, reflect and collaborate, yeah, in the business and, and with peers and, and get a view of, you know, what is the smart moves in six months, 12 months, some scenario planning. But, you know, for us, we've come to the moment around um, probably three things is what, yeah. what I'm really homing in on with the business. Um, one of them is around our location strategy, you know, looking and working with our CTO and, and other execs around, you know, where do we want people to be? for this new world that we're in, you know, for maybe not just for, um, you know, time zone stuff, but also for spin up, spin down models and yeah. just being a bit more nimble as, mm. as we see the world changing so much. Yeah. Um, you know, and the other areas are things like, you know, te tech hiring, you know, a lot of strategic tech hiring when we're gonna hire a lot of tech staff next year, right. um, which, is, which is great to say that today. And um, what are they doing next year is something we're being a lot more closer on. You know, it's no longer just hire 50, 100 people here. You know, it's more like let's hire 50 people to specifically come in and do this specifically, you know, and it's a lot more knowledge sharing, a bit more transparency around that. So mm -hmm. more rigor around a the A lot more rigor. Yeah, so it's almost approach. like a consultancy approach in a way. Definitely where you, is. They're much more focused on the project. Yeah, you know, when you do this information flow, you know, it allows people to also share their own view. You know, yeah. it allows, think about how much talent professionals see you know, other companies doing from yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah. much information and they get to share that. 
And the last point I would say is that we're focusing on around is, um, you know, our strategic growth areas. You know, we're launching yeah. new products, three, four new products. We think they'll be massive in, in our yeah, space. Yeah. And we want to hire some of the best people in the industry to help grow those products first time around. So how does your business part. know? And sorry, I know this is a slightly different question, but I'm always curious to know, like, how does your business know when is the right time? to launch a new product in the market? Well, you know, look, I won't claim that everyone gets it right all the time. <laughs> but I think, you know, um, no. we, we are, I would say, you know, the crux of funding circle is, you know, we've, we're quite bold in some of our, some of our moves. Yeah. You know, we, we've tried new markets, new countries, you know, we're never scared to look at, look at things. Um, but the reality is, you know, we've been going 10, 11 years, you know, we, we are probably number one, obviously, <laughs> in, uh, you know, the way we look at credit modeling, credit risk, Sponsored you know, this, this week, just this our, week, you know, <laughs> our, our sort of, you know, customer experience, our institutional investment, you know, it's really, really A grade, really. So, so, so a, homing know, back in the, 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 the recruitment team. So how are you secu securing your recruitment team? Because I'm sure there's some leaders mm -hmm. listening, thinking, mm -hmm. well, he's talking about sustainable growth, being really firm. But then you may have got a team. I don't know if yeah. you do or don't, but you may have a team that you're thinking, okay, well, how do I keep them busy? And how do I justify their headcount? So for a recruitment leader out there, what advice would you give or what, what are you doing? Yeah, you know, I think um, often TA headcounts are always like linked to capacity modeling, right? And, you know, when Guilty. hiring slows down, it's like, do we need them yeah, type yeah. of thing? I mean, let's be honest, right? That's that's yeah. kind of how it is. And um, I think there's a there's a there's a bit there around. You know, you, you, the leaders should always be quite open to like the C team and, and maybe you know whoever they need to around the real cost of letting go the people who are building your company. Yeah. You no, know, their skill set is not literally finding a CV and dumping it in a wreck and filling a role. Right. It's it, it's a massive skill set they've got. I think there's a big case there to make around. Okay, here are some revenue linked projects that I think we've got very fungible people can go into. I think redeployment is one of the most underserved uh, sort of tactics in, yeah, in, in no, these stress markets, yeah? And I was shocked, the, you know, in COVID times when so many layoffs were happening. I thought, you know, we've got people who are good at marketing, selling products, yeah. product development. I've had people in my team go into product teams, go into marketing teams. You yeah, know, which makes a lot of sense. And then come sense. back in. They learn the business even more, get close to your customers. So internal mobility, focusing on it's, internal I think that's, that's a massive part. And, you know, especially for startups, I think, yeah. you know, when they need to then scale up again, think about the cost of trying to build a really good talent team. And yeah. um, I think making that case quite directly is quite important. And um, the other side of it is, look, you know, you can get left behind. You know, when the market's picked up, people were scrambling to hire recruiters. I, I suspect a lot of people settled for recruiters and, and, and missed out on some really great people. Yeah. And I think there's a case for that. Sounds like um, a really bad relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's true. TA, TA is such a critical part of any business. In fact, I think TA is a business within itself um, and HR because ultimately, mm. who's really building the organization? Who's bringing in the the, 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 the talent to yeah. strengthen the business? Yeah. You know, yeah. when you um, when you ever look up, uh, I don't know if you ever looked up the word recruitment <laughs> in the Oxford Dictionary. I don't know, but I just imagine. Are you going to tell us the exact yeah. no, wording? Yeah. It, well, kind of, <laughs> um, but it actually talks about um, armies, and it talks yeah. about recruiting armies and building armies, and that's what we do. We build armies, and we build them in layers so that we've got it structured. That you've got your leaders, you've got your managers, you know, you've got your people who are following, and it works, and everybody's in unison. 
how can we get more companies to do that? <laughs> See, that was very deep. I was going to take that. Was no, very yeah, I did go a bit deep. I'm sorry. Yeah. I want to go yeah, back yeah, into yeah. work and, and call my boss a lieutenant or something. Yeah. You know, like, but you know, it's totally spot on, I think. You know, but it's totally it, right. Right? You know, it's there's totally a structure right. there. Um, there was yeah. a bit around, I was thinking as well, I should have mentioned around, you know, you mentioned HR and, you know, I think like companies are merging two more and more. And yeah. I'll give an example, like a lot of my team are now involved in like, you know, HR stuff, you know, exit interviewing, mm -hmm. you know, integrations of staff, you know, th there's a way to stretch people's careers out. Yeah. yeah. And at the same time, fill gaps that need to happen. Yeah. You know, it's new skills. Really interesting you said that because I'm just going to plug uh, what we're doing uh, had a fresh here, but we do the same thing. We're like, we're, we're going through the same journey, which is, okay, we've got less roles, got 200 recruiters globally. What do you do with them? And you're kind of integrating multiple competencies into their roles. So, okay, well, let's focus on internal mobility or the sources can focus on talent marketing or the coordinators can focus on talent intelligence to really kind of build up the capabilities so people firstly are learning. And then on top of learning, they're actually adding more value Amazing. without, for the first time, they've actually, if, if this is a great opportunity area because it's like, okay, I don't actually have to, I can breathe. Totally, totally. And you know what I love about that is, you know, and, and we haven't mentioned this, and I never really hear this on anything really, on any show or cast, but you know, the whole experience of a recruiter or a, or a people person, it's not really looked at in the sense of, in the same lens that we look at the experience of our own candidates. Mm, and just yeah. by doing things like that, I think it transforms the way they experience the role. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, that's something I focus on quite a bit, you know, the experience of people in our teams. And I think a lot of our project work is always the experience of, other people, right? And yeah, yeah. I love that you're doing that. You know, I think it's it's that that will grow more. I think yeah, in, no. in the industry, it's good because when you know when your team do decide to leave, they can when in the future they'll be lo always looking back saying, you know, I learned that at Funding Circle, you know, and yeah, that, right. there's a real appreciation there. That's you, right. Just me and Steve were talking about productivity tips yeah. the other day, and we thought we'd ask. Oh God. <laughs> No, it's a simple question. Okay. Give us your productivity. Under us now. Yeah, pr productivity <laughs> hack that you do to make yourself more productive. And we're going completely off topic. But I, uh, yeah. well, you know, um, it's, it's so many ways to answer that. I mean, I think, I think the um, top of mind. Look, the obvious things, right? Like planning, to do lists, you know, that type of stuff. And I'm sure everyone. I mean, but the, the thing for me that really works around, I think, like the headspace. Yeah. Yeah. Having a very clear headspace, a very clear view on what you need to do in the short term, long term. You know, it might be some people write things down what they need to and literally tick it off. For me, I don't do any of that. Okay. Right. I, I, uh, I, you know, I'm in the space where often my diary is got 100 meetings at once and I probably don't need to be in most of those. Yeah. 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 Or I haven't set them up and I didn't even know they were there. Yeah. And so just being quite in control of your day instead of letting the day run you, yeah, I think it's really important in our roles. Yeah. And, um, you know, using your team a lot, yeah, getting, you know, spreading spreading things around, I think is really important. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I think my team would say I, I do that in the right way. Uh, <laughs> you know, not do this, but, you know, let's all do this, you know, sort yeah. of thing. And, uh, uh, and then look, lastly, I think, you know, just being quite disciplined in your own, you know, if you're really good at something, you know, really home in on that and, and get it done mm, really fast. Yeah. If you know that, you know, something's quite key needs to happen, it's quite high exposure, you're not the best at it. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. kind of know that about yourself. You know, if it can take you like three days to do something. You, so you set that realistic that deadline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what do you do? Unhealthy, healthy habit. I overwork. Do you? Yeah, I can't switch off. Oh no. no All no. right, we need to it's work terrible. after this. I, so, I, I, tell you, I do too much. 
I think it's because I'm glutton for punishment. I enjoy it. <sighs> I get a buzz of constantly being busy. But I know that as soon as I've stopped, I actually said this to my wife the other day, as soon as I stop working or doing something and I close my eyes, I'm gone. I'm asleep within five minutes. Okay. You know, it's like an on and off switch almost. Um, so, but but I enjoy being busy and I, and I love, you know, the, the productivity element for me is I get to be extremely creative in my job yeah. and I can do so much A-B testing, which, you know, I highly re recommend to anybody. Mm. Um, sometimes it doesn't have to always be straightforward, right? Uh, yeah. it, it might not, you know, it might not come natural to everyone. It just comes natural to me. That's just the nature of how I work. Um, yeah. But I get great success out of it. So you you work a lot. You got set good deadlines. I'll tell you what I do. Uh, I, I have now, I think I've perfected it. So I've got this um, four hour rule. Every day I have four hours free. It doesn't typically in one block. Right. And I block my diary every day the entire diary so you know how like <clears throat> time is money yeah yeah so if time is money then time is the most valuable commodity which means that i'm not going to give you my time so i block out my diary and if someone wants to book a meeting they have to ask me instead of just blocking the meeting mm -hmm. and that for me gives me more control and i think that was one of the biggest productivity tips that i took from my dad it was like yeah yes he, he was ringing me he was like i can't get through to you Make sure between ten o'clock to two o'clock, <laughs> I can, yeah. you know, I can get through to you. Because yeah. what if it's an emergency? And I thought, oh, you know what? He's right. If yeah. I haven't got time to answer the phone to my dad, something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. I think you know, a, a friend of mine always always said to me, like, always have a plan, always have a plan, right? And I think it is very important to structure yourself. I I I read this book a couple of years ago, uh, pre-COVID actually. Um, I was on holiday and I, and I never read books. I never read books, but I read a book. It was about CEOs. And it was really interesting because one of the things which all the CEOs had in common, successful CEOs of, of these big tech companies actually, mm. was that they all get up between 4.30 and 5.30. Oh, this is and they start around this. They start their, yeah, right. They yeah. start their day really early. So I was like, can I do that? I tried it. <laughs> I still do it now. Really? So, yeah, for four years, I've been getting up 5 a.m., and, and, and the, what the great thing is, is that I have, that means I have time. So I don't have to rush in the morning. I'm up, I'm, I'm getting stuff ready for the children, getting their lunches ready, you know, for school, obviously. Um, and then I'm, I'm ready by 7.30, actually, to start my day, funny enough. But I'm looking at all my, all my emails. So by nine o'clock, I'm really ready to start my day. You know, or even eight o'clock. Do you think I, like the world of hybrid and remote working has really like boosted this? Uh, you know, it sounds like I'm the opposite of him. I fuck that. So <laughs> I'll, I'll bleep that out. <laughs> I was gonna say he also made us look bad because I definitely don't make lunch in the mornings for, for the kids. So uh, thanks yeah. for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I'm 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 completely opposite. I wake up at eight forty-five, roll out of bed, oh, right. and I'm straight into work. Um, but because I have my four hours a day. I can do my productivity there. Yeah, nice. And then if I want to stand outside, I'm not like, if I, if I wanted to water the grass, I'm at home. I can water the grass wherever time it is and just stand there, chill, have my time to decompress yeah, yeah. midday. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. That, I can see how that can work from a mental yeah. health perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it also is like this idea you, you can't actually give 100% at work. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you give 100% at work, what happens after work? Yeah. 
I get that. You've got I, zero I, energy. I think, like, as well, that, you know, if you think about the types of people, right, like in, on the masses, yeah, the types of personalities in our game, a lot of them operate very reactively, yeah, in their days. And so this conversation here, a lot of people will say, yeah, you know, it's a good idea. But I think a lot of people look at good performance, high performance is how quick they react to things. Mm. Very reactive type of day for a lot of people, you know? Isn't so. that what I like to think, and I, I don't know, Steve definitely does as well. I'm speaking on your behalf here, but fire prevention instead of firefighting. Yes, yeah, yeah right? it is. It's so, totally you that. Know, you want to, and going back to what you said, plan. Yeah. So if you're reactive, well then yeah, you need a sense of urgency. But if you're proactive, you're ahead of the game, you know what to come and you create like a downturn strategy. Okay, if this happens, this happens, this happens, and these are what the things we need to do. Yeah. Then I think it, it, you know you can you can be like that. You can relax mm -hmm. and enjoy your life a bit more. Circling back to you, play on words. Um, <laughs> I like that. How long have you been at uh, <laughs> How long have you been at FC now? Uh, coming up to four years. Wow. Yeah, coming okay. up to four years. Yeah. Okay. And what what have you seen? Through that journey since you joined, what have you seen as the biggest kind of challenges, obstacles, headaches, you know, that yeah. you've kind of faced in that time that you've, you've really kind of taken it head on, you know, and mm. how, how did you overcome all these? So, um, you know, the, the, the thing I'll just start off with saying, you know, the thing that really powers my mindset with it all is you know, the companies I've worked for generally, and even prior to, to Funding Circle, you know, very mission-driven companies. You know, I'm, I'm a very mission-driven pe person. I think a lot of people in our game, very hard to motivate and overcome things yeah. uh, unless you really, really believe in the mission. You know, our mission is all around helping small businesses, you know, and um, that helps a lot in the long-term thinking, you know, yeah. and and, yeah. and I think you know, there's been some real challenges, you know, I think um, some out of our control, some in our control. You know, if I think about, we have a very, sometimes we're a bit ambitious in our hiring, yeah? And I think the way that comes around is quite quick. <laughs> and, uh, and um, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of movement. And, you know, sometimes it's a real challenge because, you know, we operate on a, a, a very heavily direct sourcing model, yeah, it's worth saying, because that's part of the challenge here. Okay. Um, uh, not that I want to brag, but I just want to say, you know, we did like 97% of global roles filled directly without using any third parties and uh, what was the source is it mainly uh, mainly like uh, you know sourcing platforms you know hacker job the likes of that and um the obvious link like we were born with we LinkedIn. need them to sponsor us as well now he said hacker job yeah yeah so hacker job fantastic for you. Mark, yeah. i hope you're listening please, yeah. please sign up <laughs> Mark. Uh, yeah and uh you know obviously we were born with a linkedin license so that's there as well and you know we're not getting no discount for them <laughs> <laughs> no we're not no. increase and, yes um, <laughs> so you know but that takes that takes a lot you know around like high performance constant performance yeah planning capacity planning this type of thing and um the challenge in that is sometimes you know I, 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 we, we've got real challenges around you know our tech stack is super niche yeah, right, yeah. it's very i mean it's closure Ruby, right. you know, um, and you know, they may be higher 80 senior software engineers in six months, you know, right. 95% of Ruby engineers convert to Python. Uh, you know, I'm gonna, yes, <laughs> most likely. How, so then, so it's very tricky. So, again, right, so it's tricky, very hard. How do you do that? So, you know, well, we don't, yeah, and <laughs> put it out there, yeah, and uh, but what we do, you know, we play about loads of you know, ways around that, but you know, when you're doing this time is passing, right? And the yeah. challenge for us is we need people in, you know, building yeah. products, making products yeah, for our yeah, customers yeah. fast, you know? So it's a real challenge. And I think a lot of the challenge for me overcoming that is obviously on the, the stakeholder piece, yeah, de dealing with people in tech and product and, and kind of co-creating 
solutions. You know, yeah. it's, not, it's, not, yeah. it's not my solution to build. It's all of our sort of challenge. Um, and the other part is, you know, hiring really good people in the team, you know, in my team, you know, really people who know their space. You know, they've been at lots of other companies before. They've seen it. They, they've done it. Credible people, you know, yeah. that people will listen to. Um, you get you, you get that type of mix going on, and I think it really helps. Um, so you hiring them because of their CV, or are you hiring them because of them? I think to throw look to, the, to throw the, the reality is, you know, I think CV helps a lot at, in times where you need things done. Uh, versus, you know, we're going to make a bit of a training camp. It, it's okay. you know, and I think it's, it's important to know what you need. I suppose it's whether or not set if you're set up to actually you know, offer that training. Camp. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. I think like the biggest thing I actually look for a lot in interviews is aptitude. You know, people's attitudes and their, their sort of the way they think, the way they look, you know, and the C V obviously mostly has to complement that, but um, you know, it's yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's a big part of it. I I've been thinking back when you said you you joined the the nice side, the white the, what do we call it? The what is the internal now? You said it's not the dark side, so what it's the good side? Oh, yeah, yeah, they're the good side. Obviously, okay. guys. We'll say recruitment for good. Yeah, yeah. recruitment for good. Like okay, yeah. so so we're on the good side now. So joined 2014, joined um, Funding Circle, joined as a talent acquisition partner. So I was like, yeah, I joined as a uh, global head of uh, tech recruiting. At, um, at the time. At the time, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so you've grown now into taking over a lot more responsibility. That's right, right? yeah. And so how does... How, what advice can you give our listeners? Yeah. To, you know, how do you grow in your career? Because you've you went... Fairly quickly from internal to external, uh, sorry, external to internal, That's right, yeah. and then grown into your director role now. Yeah. How, how does what kind of practical advice would you give people to kind of accelerate their career? You know, I think there's probably two sides to this. Yeah, if I think back, you know, one, um, there is an element of going, throwing yourself into situational opportunities. Yeah. Okay. And, and by that, what I mean is if you kind of, have a rough plan, yeah. A, a rough plan here of what success will look like in your next ten years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, maybe don't go and join a FTSE fifty. Yeah, maybe go and join a startup, and get very horizontally skilled. Yeah, mm. spread yourself, learn loads of stuff. Yeah, and then go and join a, a bigger firm, uh, and your value will shine. For example, and you know, I think a lot of it is around situational. You know, and and the exposure you get. Um, that's something I so I'll give you a, a, a very quick example. You know, when I joined Capital One, yeah, there was no tech recruiters in London. Yeah, we had to start a hub, right? right. And you know, that's very different. For example, to me joining another bank, uh, where it's it's a, it's done, right? Yeah. yeah, that exposure as my first internal role totally transformed my learnings, my experience, and probably my confidence. You know, around like saying to senior folks, actually, I don't know. I, th I don't think that's right. Yeah. You know, and that type of thinking versus yeah. going in a, in a space where it's kind of preset. Right, right, yeah. And so that type of situation, you know, you can see that, right? And yeah. I think people should be very conscious of, of what they want out of it. So breadth, jack of all trades, instead yeah, of a definitely. master. And so that that would help them accelerate their career. What about when they're getting, they're in a couple of years deep, they're now like a senior recruiter or a senior manager now trying to take the next jump. So what advice would you give your team Typically, yeah. to say like, okay, if you want to get a promo, yeah, yeah, because these days everybody wants a promo every six yeah, months. No offense, but that's that what I'm true, ob yeah. observing, right? Yeah, can't get quite um, transactional. Yeah. yeah. So how 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 would you give them that? Like, what would be the most important thing for you? I think, look, you know, there's there's um, 
no, no, ha having clarity, yeah, driving some clarity around what does progression look like, yeah. I think being a manager isn't always progression, and yeah. and and having that open talk with people uh, around their self awareness and self clarity. Like some of the best recruiters I know would be the worst people leaders, right? But they could go and do some phenomenal work, right? And yeah. so just having that that type of chat. I think ongoing conversations helps a lot. I guess like in terms of advice, how you would want to progress. I mean, look, there's thinking a bit more real about it. You know, how are people promoted in companies? You know, it's about exposure. It's about yeah. value add beyond your role. Um, being consistent in your energy, your drive, you know, not being the guy at the back or, you know, at the back of the, the meeting room slumped, you know, not involved. Yeah. Yeah. Being yeah. the person who really turns up. Yeah. You know, that's the proactive, that yeah. very proactive thinking. Just stuck in. Um, yeah. You know, and it kind of comes down to like, um, I've always said it, and, I, and people watching this, you know, my team will, will know I say this quite often, you know, being in a company for X amount of years doesn't warrant promotions. I think that mindset. Yeah. Thank you. I really I believe really in that. that. You know, really, no, I really I, do. I completely agree. I think, yeah. you know, and I know we're in a different world now, and that might be very unpopular to say, but I think the reality here is. You gotta earn your stripes, you That's know, right. and yeah, yeah, yeah. only you can do it. Yeah. I think. I, I I always say this: like I never have expectations. I don't. I do. You know, I just do, and I I I. The reason why is because in life, every time I've had a, an expectation, hasn't worked out. So I've kind of like learned that, That's and I think yeah. you know it, it it's it's a shame, but it's reality. Right, yeah. like you can't expect things just to kind of come to you. Um, just on that point, actually, though, because y you have a tendency to really hone in on the work, right? You said it earlier, like I deep dive into my work, I enjoy it, I work yes. really hard. So I feel like there's something there we got to read in between the lines, which is mm. you know, be present, get the work done, but really and truly, it's like impact, right? Make do impactful work. Sure. So if you are prioritizing your work. Yeah. Make sure you impact. But th there was a, I was listening to, I can't remember the presenter now, it was a breakfast, shout out, Jamie. Um, but there was uh, a presenter who was talking about Mondo Frank's pie methodology for promotion. And he said, 10% uh, of your promotion will be based on performance. 30% will be based on the perception of you, so your image. Yeah. And 60% will be based on the exposure mm. you have to others. And I think you both are kind of point like performance, yeah, but also image showing up being yeah, yeah. there. Which I'd, yeah. I, I, I can understand that sixty percent is is big, but also makes a lot of sense. You're getting a, a huge exposure from everyone around you. Yeah, but that's you know for me that uplifts me massively. Totally. I mean, you know, um, the the also you know career progression for for recruiters, you know, I've, in general, in anyone really, but I, I always speak around like. Career progression, you know, you'll think slightly bigger as well than the company you work for. Yeah. You know, if you think, you know, career progression for me when I first went to Capital One wasn't if I stay at Capital One for five years or compare the market or where I am now, I'm going to be something like that, you know, yeah. head of something. I think like there's an element around planning, you know, a couple of years you're here. Okay. Where are you going next? Ten year is plan. that here or is that here? You know, where is it? It does make me laugh though when you know when you, you, you remember, I don't know if people still do it now, but. I do remember when you used to go for an interview, probably about 10 years ago maybe, and people would ask you, where do you see yourself in five years' time? Oh, where, do you see your, where do you see yourself in 10 years' time? I like that question. Do you? Yeah. I said, I don't know where I'm and getting why, tomorrow. Why, what do you no, mean? But, but, I want to take uh, over. The thing is, at the time, this, just to your point now, like 
at the time I was thinking, that's the most ridiculous question, but now I'm like, it makes sense. Because where do you want to be in that period of time? I think it's you know, more where of do a, you see your uh, career going? Mindset so, so you're telling me you don't know where you what promo promo you want in the next couple of years. Um oh, wow. My boss knows my boss categorically. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean uh, yeah. this yeah. is what I want to hear my demands. Make them love it. But it's yeah. also almost like asking everyone what's your North Star, right? That's it, yeah, that's it. that's a great way and, to say it. And to be retired. But how many people really know what their North Star actually are? Well, you know what I what I have uh, uh, come across a lot is people people kind of hungry for promotions, right? And but they don't quite know the detail, like why and what does it mean? What do they actually want? You know, if you say someone says I want to be a senior, yeah, and you say what does that exactly mean to to what you do now? It's fantastic. You know, unlock it a little bit more, and yeah. uh, you know the planning needs to be really done. I mm. think first before like wanting things. I I always like we do this in most companies, but um, you have the what, which is like okay, this is what you need to achieve, yeah. and people hone in on that. But there's a big part which is the how. How do you do your job? And there's a less measurable. So like you said, turning up, you know, are you, yeah, you did 30, 50, 60 hires, but did you piss off, piss off everyone yeah, along yeah. the way? You know, so the how is just as important as the what. And as you get more senior, yeah. the how becomes even more important. And that's, a lot of people struggle to kind of grasp that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really good points there. So I think we have one final question for you. Yeah. What's the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to you in your recruitment career? Actually, it's going to be for all of us. Oh, make it a bit that. more interesting. Oh man, I can't say that on air, guys. You Come know, on, really, really. you've got to. We've got to get an exclusive. Uh, oh. And by the way, you know what? It could be anything, right? It could be with a candidate. It could be with an empl uh, um, a colleague, Just or an employer. <laughs> I'm going to say something quite PG. I think. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just for the sake of my... Well, know. it is our first show. We, for, we, we want people to actually... For the sake of future income. So, yeah. Yeah. Keep, keep it PG. I think, you know, a really, uh, a really, a really stupid thing I did, right? Um, I met... Uh, this wasn't a funding circle. I just want to say that. Um, but I met a, can, met, met a candidate, right? It was, it was a very senior person. It, yeah. was, it was a very last stage of the process, right? Right, right. And we had done like a million interviews with this person, right? It was like a an exec search type role. Anyway, I met the person and it was essentially like signing the contract type meeting, right? And uh, we meet up, it was fine. It must've been like midday. And uh, one thing led to another. We that started drinking and uh, getting married, celebrating really the fact that, you know, he was gonna come work with us. It was fun, it was great, it was all good. And if you fast forward that day, it got really crazy. Yeah, okay. and and it was good fun. It was you know all good stuff. But the embarrassing part is the next day, me and him had woken up, and I and I shit you not, in the boardroom of the company. Yeah. I was at. <laughs> and you imagine this is a guy. I won't say his name because he'll kill me for this. Um, but it was a very senior dude at a place, you know. And um, we woke up literally the next day in the in, office, in the office in the office in our boardroom. Ironically, the contract was signed. But guess what? He signed it. Signed it. He actually wrote, "What a blast!" Oh my god! Somehow he wrote that instead of signing the contract. Oh my god! We woke up at eight thirty a.m. People walking everywhere, and we're like, "Oh shit!" 
Oh, okay, that trumps everything. And I've got, got to say, guys, I'll always remember that. And I thought, what a bloody great hire. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty bad. Oh, well, it's pretty a, good and bad. Nice story, though. Oh, it's a very nice story. You know, there's a lot I blanked out there, but I think there's, it was, uh, it was uh, phenomenal. Sounds like a fun night. It's a great, great hire. Yeah. yeah. That's what we do to, to, be, to get people in, you know. <laughs> <laughs> get them drunk, basically. Steve, you go next. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Oh, I have too many. Um, oh, gosh, this is actually quite really, really tricky. Your question. No, I know, I know. I wasn't prepared for it myself. Um, <laughs> So, okay, I have, uh, yeah, I do have one. Um, it's a long time ago. It's probably about mm, 16 years ago, 15 years ago. Um, and it was a candidate situation, actually. Um, I won't say where I, or where I was or anything like that. Um, the candidate was interviewing for an investment bank. And the candidate came in to meet me uh, in my office uh, when when people used to still do that. Oh right. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Show my age now. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, he had terrible bo. Oh. oh and no. it was a really, really yeah. awkward situation. Oh. Now, anyone that's listening might have been in this situation. Um, I'm sure I'm not the only one that's ever been in it. But it was really, really tough. Now, the position was a senior position. Um, it was a senior guy, and I just remember going to my manager, right. you know, asking for their advice, and they didn't know what to do. What What do you do in those in these circumstances? Because they're about to go for a face to face, you know. They've they've actually come in before to to meet me before they've gone for their interview right. across the road, right? Because um, because because the investment bank was just literally round the corner, right? So, um, I I just remember phoning a couple of friends, uh, like, what do I do? Um, do I need to, you know, I actually left him in the room for about five, six <laughs> minutes. Uh, it was awkward. It was like, I'll get your coffee, you know. Um, and in the end, um, I just, I had to be honest. And how, how awkward and was I, that? And I said, and I, one to ten. how good was it? How, how awkward? Oh, awkward. Well, for me, massively awkward. For him, he was really appreciative. Really? So, yeah. Oh, so, wow. well, that's quite a nice he, thing. That's not really he, I feel it, like this is more embarrassing for him than you, but yeah. no. But it was it was embarrassing for me because obviously I didn't know how to handle the situation, and and, sure, and, and, sure. and and honestly, like my immediate reaction at the end was I just need to be honest, like you know, you stink. But I didn't oh, say, I Steve! Like obviously, I didn't say it like that. <laughs> obviously, I said I I just said like it might be a good idea to you know clean yourself up before you go for the interview. Um, Wow. Put some nice aftershave on, you know, smell good. I did it in a very subtle way. Okay, okay? fair enough. Um, and it worked. And he got the job. Oh, amazing. Nice. I, um, I've got something a bit simpler. It's just really awkward, but it was awkward, not embarrassing. So 2011, walking, I'm working for uh, a company as a recruitment manager, and a candidate walks in into the main kind of office, courtyard bit, and has a picture of me. Says I'm coming here to meet this person. He printed a photo of you. Yeah. He she, she, a, she, she printed a picture of you off my face, and I was thinking, where did she get it from? Well, this is what I thought, and then <laughs> so I got a phone call from a, a reception, laughing, saying, "Yes, sir, there's uh, yeah, someone here with a, with a <laughs> there's someone here with a picture of you." Oh my goodness! And they want to meet you, and I thought, well, I've got a candidate meeting now, so I can't, I can't meet them. <laughs> Pick up the phone, they call me back, and they're like, 
no, this is the candidate. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I go back downstairs. I'm like, hi. Oh, yes, sir, hi. And then we get into the conversation. I'm like, just out of curiosity, why did you have my picture? And she was like, well, my dad works for the CIA. And oh. um, I wanted to do some research on you before. And I thought he already printed oh, your picture. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I already printed the picture off. And I thought, this is so weird. Yeah. So then I'm like, finished the interview, whatever done next day i'm like where did she get that particular picture it was on twitter uh, i just signed right. up to twitter so i was like no like people just i, I didn't know yeah, what to think so of there were probably so many other nicer pictures you could yeah. have chosen and does that mean like if you didn't hire the person you'd be you'd be found somewhere <laughs> yeah. what does that mean <laughs> i don't know but i remember feeling really awkward and just com she, so confused. i have a, one question did she keep the picture did she take yes. it back? Yes. Oh, she, yes. <laughs> she just folded it and put Brilliant. it in her pocket. Oh, that that is. It was weird. It was weird. But I was I was trying to just not think about it at the time. I, maybe I'd, if that had happened now, I'd probably freak out. I'd be calling the police. But yeah, <laughs> they won't help you with <laughs> the CIA. That's, you know? that's, that's very, incredible. Very wow. Yeah, that is amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah, Jack. I think we're done. Thank you so much yeah. for joining, being our first guest. Um, where can people find you? Uh, well, look, thank, uh, it's my pleasure, guys, to, to join this. And um, look, I'm not on any social media, you know, that sort of stuff. I'm not that cool. Yeah, oh, so... Um, off the you're grid. on LinkedIn, though. LinkedIn I mean, is the only I thing I love I your have. posts. Um, so you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, otherwise, I'm fairly, fairly off the yeah, grid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we, look, we, we know each other, and, and I've always valued our conversations and our chats and banter as well you know every time we see each other at events and everything it's just great and you know this is this is a good guy to know um and a good guy to learn from so i'd, I'd, I'd highly recommend you know if you're not connected with him definitely connect with jack would you respond to people if they reached out to you? Obviously. Of oh, okay. Well, you Come never on, know. Yeah. Well, no they ghost. print off a picture. I don't know about that. No, but no ghosting, okay? <laughs> no, no, obviously not. No, thanks a lot, guys. No, Appreciate listen, that. And okay. that was our first episode yeah it's amazing. amazing right good job yeah oh, well yeah i think that was good so where can people find where can they listen to this oh yeah well we're gonna spotify. post it we're gonna post it on spotify youtube, YouTube and apple apple podcast. great yeah, yeah apple podcasts yeah, yeah podcast amazing um so until next time then brilliant thank you thank you guys <laughs>